0: Welcome to War Nights in Podcast. Scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 26 of Horror Nights in Podcast with your one and only host, Crystal. I also have my wonderful co-host, the one and only Roxy the Kitty, who adds in her comments here and there, depending on the topic. I upload a new podcast every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. So on this podcast, we talk about my life, we talk about my favorite horror movie of the week that you guys picked, and anything else horror. So thank you for being here. I also challenge all of you listening to leave me an iTunes review. It not only makes my days better, it also helps other horror fiends find me. You can also find me on my socials, on Twitter at horror Daddies R Us, Instagram at horror Nights in Podcast, and on Tumblr at horror Nights in Podcast. So be sure to follow me on there for all the latest horror news. I wanted to start off by thanking each and every one of you who have supported and understood why I needed to take a little break. The last few weeks I spent time with my friends and my family going on beach trips, road trips, kind of just enjoying the summer. I decided to take a short break because I didn't want my episodes to feel rushed. You all deserve to have me at my best, and working for the last eight months every week on Horror Nights In Podcast has been so rewarding and fun, but I definitely needed a little break. So thank you again for everyone who sent kind words on social media and sticking with me. So let's get into the episode. So on this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast, we are delving into the 2016 horror film Train to Busan. I'll be giving you the Rotten Tomatoes IMDb score, then delving deep into the plot, characters, and my overall honest and horrific opinion of the film. Rotten Tomatoes gave this film a 95%, with 88% of the audience liking it. IMDb gave this film a 7.5 out of 10 So, Train to Busan was released July 22, 2006, with a running time of 118 minutes, and it was written and directed by Young Song Ho. This film does not have a rating. This South Korean film did extraordinarily well on all platforms. It became the first South Korean film to cross the $1 mark at the Singapore box office. It's the first ever South Korean zombie apocalypse film. It is also the first South Korean film to have a wide theatrical release in India in four languages, and it grossed $93.1 million worldwide. This film is also getting a sequel, and there's also a prequel before that's called Soul Station, It was actually an animation film. So a quick IMDb synopsis of this film is that while a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on the train from Seoul to Busan. So, before we get into the film, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, you know I'm not a huge fan of kids in horror. I have a problem with the fact that these kids can't even go see the horror films, yet they star in them because they're too young. I watched a ton of behind-the-scenes in multiple different horror films starring children, and I do know they make them very comfortable and happy, but I still have a problem with putting children in these kinds of circumstances. I was hesitant with even putting this film up for a vote, but I know a ton of you Loved it, so I have to listen to the people. I'm gonna play the trailer for you now. Of course, it will be in Korean and you can't see the subtitles, but it does have some pretty epic background music and sequel titles and emergency signals. <laughs> I'm just going to 자요 Let's begin Train to Busan. So we open with a motorized mannequin and a construction worker's outfit flagging in a quarantine zone slowdown. It looks like a work truck is being showered down with some kind of chemical. The driver then asks the worker, who is fully clothed in a biohazard suit, what's going on, to which he says there was a minor leak in a biotech district. It seems the driver is a farmer of some sort and is yelling at the worker about dead livestock. He then drives off, clearly not believing the worker, when his phone begins stirring, but he can't reach it and ends up running something over. He then stops his truck, and we see that he ran over a deer, and the deer is clearly dead. He then spits at the shitty day and then drives off. The camera then pins back to the dead deer, who is now coming back to life. But we see that its eyes are a shade of cloudy white, which is our first indication that something in the air is bringing dead things back to life. We are then introduced to Sukyu, who is the main character of this film. It looks like he works at some kind of financing company, and he is currently reading a news article about mysterious death of Fish. So, we start to see the characteristics of this main character. He is a man who is married to his work, he has a daughter, and an estranged wife. I assume they are divorced, or they're on their way to a divorce. His own mother is pleading with him to fix the marriage. He is also into his image, his cars, and his status. He also doesn't have the best relationship with his daughter, Suan, because he is constantly working. Suan is probably 8 or 9 years old, and all she cares about doing is taking this train to Busan to be with her mother. The two are now on their way to the train station, but nearly collide with fire trucks, police cars, and ambulances. Suan sticks her hand out the window and she catches debris coming off of a distant burning building. In the next scene, we are introduced to the passengers and the crew on board the train to Busan. It's a mix of young hormone-driven baseball players with one cheerleader, baseball business people, and of course our main characters, the father and the daughter. I gotta say, these trains are way nicer than any train I used to commute to into Manhattan every day, so good for you, South Korea. I believe these trains are called the bullet trains. So, just as the train is about to leave, we see that a young girl jumps onto, who, onto the train who looks like she's been running to catch it. She also looks like she might be hurt. This is a cool scene because she kind of scoots past the train crew worker on the platform as he signals that all is good to leave. Gotta assume that if he had seen her, he wouldn't have let her on. As the train leaves the platform, there is some kind of commotion, but we don't really see much. Suon also witnesses someone jumping on the crew member on the platform and turns to tell her father, but he is apparently sleeping. So back with a girl who jumped onto the train. Her leg is clearly infected with something. She is now sitting in the bathroom and trying to tie off where the infection started. Suan then hears other passengers tell the train crew about a strange man in the bathroom who's been in there for a while. The crew member, the passenger, and little Suan are now opening the bathroom door to what appears to be a homeless man saying, all dead, they're all dead. We then get a weird interaction between this passenger and Sue He is an older man. Um, he's a businessman. He basically tells her to study hard or she will end up like the homeless man. So now we're back with the infected girl. She is now walking the aisles of the train and having some crazy muscle spasm exorcist style walking before falling and hitting the ground. So poor Suwon is just trying to pee at this point. A crew member then stumbles upon the infected girl on the train and radios for help. I do like the idea that we have absolutely no idea where Suwon is in correlation to her father, the infected girl, and a bathroom. We also learn that her father's assistant is calling him and telling him about strikes going from one of their clients and that it's happening all over their country. While this is going on, the crew members are trying to help the infected girl when he realizes his daughter is missing. There are also TVs on the train that are broadcasting these riots, a.k.a. the zombie takeover. Back with the infected girl who isn't moving at this point, the lone crew member is waiting for help, but the radio, of course, seems to be malfunctioning. We then see behind the crew member that the infected girl is slowly getting up, whips her head back, and stands up. She also has the same cloudy eyes the deer had in the beginning of the movie, but now we see that her veins have these kind of black running through them, and she's no longer human as she lets out a zombie growl. Suan has finally found the bathroom. We jump back to the infected girl who is now piggybacking on the crew member's back with her mouth on her neck as the crew member is trying to walk. The baseball team sees this happening, it doesn't really do much at all to help the crew member. The infected chick then jumps off of her and runs at a player while the infected crew member immediately becomes infected and has the same characteristics as the infected girl. So now we have parts of the train witnessing these things attacking people and another crew member is reading to the conductor about the emergency. So back with the father, he is still trying to find his daughter. This section of the train seems to be unaware of what's happening. We then see a man run past him. As he looks into the next section of the train, it looks like people are out of their seats and watching something, but we can't see what they're looking at. We also see that Suan is a few feet away from her father, who is now walking towards what everyone is running from. He then finally sees the cause of why everyone is running, and it's the infected crew members and passengers now making their way up the train, killing everyone in sight. So whatever this infection is, it seems to make them crazy zombies within seconds. It's almost instant, so I'm curious as to what the cause of all of this is. And I'm definitely getting World War Z vibes as the zombies are basically form a ball as they try to kill everyone in their path. So now... He has grabbed his daughter and he's running through the different parts of the train and they run into a man who Suan encountered when she first had to pee. He was waiting for his pregnant wife. He then basically tells her to run for her life while he tries to hold off the zombies. So now we have Suan and her father in the last part of the train with the rest of the survivors, including the man and his pregnant wife. The man then asks how to lock the door. But Suk realizes... The infected wouldn't know how to open it anyways and let it go. He then says they are attacked when they say us. So, thinking quickly, the pregnant lady grabs a bottle of water and newspaper and makes a sort of newspaper shield to block the zombies from seeing them, which works and gives the rest of them a second to figure out what's going on. The man and Sook then have a little bit of an altercation because Sook almost didn't let the man and his wife in, but the pregnant wife shuts them both up. The passengers then get an announcement that they won't be making any stops and to sit in their seats. Obviously, we can assume this is from the conductor. Sook then gets a weird phone call from his mom, who we can tell is is obviously infected and dying, but tells him to tell Suan she loves her very much, but also that her mom is a bitch. I wasn't really sure if she was calling Suan a bitch or calling her mother a bitch, so that part was a little confusing for me. So the passengers... Uh, Then feel the, the train lurch and slows down, at which I assume would have been the next stop because we see people trying to get on the train, but they end up getting attacked by the infected. So as the train continues to speed down the rails, there is just cars piled up everywhere and the infected are walking around the train. We hear an announcement from what I assume is their president making an announcement that there are riots all over the city, causing them to shut down a number of key districts in order to stabilize the current situation, and they also have called a state of emergency. There's also a clip that plays of military helicopters flying with the infected hanging onto them and then falling onto the streets below and getting right back up to attack the living. It seems that everyone on the train is watching clips of the infected attacking and a birds eye view of the city exploding in flames while their president tells them they aren't in any danger at all. So back of the train, the remaining passengers are moving up towards the front away from the infected. We also see a little sliver of humanity in on as she gives her seat away to an older woman who um, is trying to sit down even when her father tells her to only look out for herself. They then get an announcement that the train will be stopping at the next stop, and the military is waiting to secure their train. Suk then decides it's a good idea to leave his daughter and make a phone call. The man who is with the pregnant wife asks if that's her real dad, to which she says yes. Um, he asks what he does, and then uh, she he tells Suan that her father is a bloodsucker, to which Suan kind of agrees. So um, Suk is now alone. And he is calling one of his investors, I believe, and asks if the next train stop is safe. He learns that they will be quarantined upon arrival. He then asks if he can help them, and he tells them to go to the East Square but not the main square. Suk hangs up and sees the homeless man from earlier. He's still alive and he's still mumbling, all dead. So as the train enters the station, we see that there is actually no one anywhere, but they're being told to exit. The conductor and a crew member are now on the platform too, and they see the infected are all pushed up against the windows still inside the train. Because remember, there are different compartments and different cars on the, uh, the bullet train. And because the infected don't know how to open the doors to get into the next car, They're all kind of stuck and hurting together. We then have the businessman from earlier uh, who is telling the conductor they need to cut off the train cars with the infected and drive into Busan because it's the only safe way. But the passengers are now getting into the main part of the station while Suk and Suan are going to the east part. The homeless man, overhearing the conversation Sook had, follows them and tells him he knows the rest will be quarantined, to which Suan wants to tell the others, but her father grabs her arm and pulls her back. She then gets upset and calls him out for being selfish, but before he can say anything, the homeless man sees a military soldier a few feet away and yells for help. Back with the other passengers, who are now going down into the main square, are greeted by the military, but they're infected too. So now it's just mass chaos, and we get a slow-mo of Suk running towards Suan and a zombie almost biting her. But thankfully, the pregnant woman's husband are there to the rescue. Now we have some of the baseball team, the man and his pregnant wife, and Suan all behind big locked glass doors. Suk is then attacked by the infected soldier, but the homeless man throws a jacket over the zombie and Suk is able to get away. Now everyone is trying to get back onto the train to get to safety. The conductor pokes his head out and sees that there's more people coming to get on the train. But before they can leave, we all, we see that the infected have pushed through a row of glass windows above the train and are now falling onto the platform towards the living. The annoying businessman then yells at the crew member that they need to leave now, so and if they don't, they will die. But... Then we have the pregnant lady's husband, um, Suk, and the baseball player still trying to get the glass doors locked. So those few people are still left inside of the train station while the annoying businessman is trying to get the crew member and the conductor to leave them behind. Now everyone is trying to get back onto the train to safety Uh, They finally are able to secure the doors, but not even a few seconds later, the infected bust through that glass and are now through. Suk and the rest of them are now sprinting towards the moving train, but we see that the infected take down two of the baseball players, and even more infected are running towards them on the platform. So the three remaining are able to get onto the train, but then we find out that the conductor isn't sure if they're able to even be able to dock at Busan, and even if it's safe. Back with the pregnant lady, the homeless man, the older woman, and Suwon. They're kind of in a sticky situation because the glass doors are broken, shielding them from the infected. So the pregnant lady spots a bathroom and ushers them all inside, but not before an infected spots her, and they are now all crammed into the bathroom on the train, trying to hold back all the infected on the other side. The pregnant lady is able to call her husband and tell him where they are, but it's basically a suicide mission at this point. So that may sound a little confusing. So basically what happened is all the survivors, uh, including the main characters, all jumped onto the train in different parts of the train. So the pregnant lady, Suan, the homeless man, and an older woman jump onto a different section than the husband and uh, Suk. So they actually jumped onto the part of the train where the infected are. So they, the pregnant lady spotted a bathroom. So the, the four of them are now hiding inside this bathroom. So the last remaining baseball player grabs his bag and starts wrapping leather straps around his arms, as does the other two. So now the three, and by three, I mean the pregnant lady's husband, the one baseball player, and Sook. They're in a single file, and they're ready to beat some infected zombie booty. So it looks like they have to go about three train cars to get to... Uh, The pregnant lady sue on the homeless man and the older lady. Um, So with about 20,000 punches, kicks, and shoves later, they do get through the first car. The second car is now full of baseball, um, the baseball team. So obviously it's baseball guy's buddies. And he's having a a tough time knocking them out uh, with his baseball bat. Before he's able to do so, they enter a tunnel and the infected all kind of stop moving. So we can assume that the infected are totally blind unless there is substantial light, but they can hear. Sook then gets the idea of using their cell phones to track the infected, and it works. They are able to find the others, but before that, the three guys have a little heart-to-heart about sacrifices and tacky ringtones, so I do appreciate the comic relief here and there that the pregnant woman's uh, husband has. So, his name in the film is Sang-hwa, and uh, the pregnant wife's name is Song-kyung. So, I do apologize that I'm just kind of describing them as what they look like, Um, but that's just so that I don't get confused on who's who, and also... um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing these names correctly, so I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, So yeah, so it seems that the cheerleader is texting her baseball friends and is telling the others they are coming to the safe train now, to which the annoying businessman questions her sanity and asks how they aren't infected, considering they went through three train cars to save the others. Now we're back with the rest of the survivors trying to make it back to safety. We see they are painstakingly trying to quickly crawl on the overhead bins to get around the infected. Just as they are about to get to safety, the homeless man falls and the tunnel ends. They all quickly hide, hoping the infected didn't see them. The infected are getting closer to where the two are hiding, but turn before getting to where they are hiding. Sook then motions to the homeless man that on the count of three, they are making a run for it. But on three, the homeless man accidentally steps on a soda can, and it's pure chaos again as the two try to sprint to safety. So as soon as they get to the car where all the other surviving passengers are, including the annoying businessman, we see that they have taken off their shirts and made a rope to hold the door in place, essentially trapping the others in the other car with the infected. They then decide to smash the door, but it isn't working. In an attempt to hold back the infected, the pregnant woman's husband gets bit on the hand. So now we have the baseball player still trying to smash the glass and is finally able to. We then see the annoying businessman is still trying to hold the others back. So now it's the passengers fighting each other on either side of the door. The class then starts breaking between Sook, the husband, and the rest. In a very heroic and sad moment, the husband basically sacrifices his life to save his wife and his unborn child. We then see the husband transform into an infected himself, but with Sook's help, the rest are able to pry open the door and get quickly to safety. Sook then punches the annoying businessman in the face, but then the businessman basically convinces the rest of the survivors that they are infected, and they have to get them off their train car. So the infected survivors make their way to the next area of the train, and the others barricade themselves in. We then get a crazy moment when one of the passengers spots her sister, who the businessman essentially killed by locking the others out, who is now infected. She then decides to get some revenge on the others and pulls back the door, letting in all the infected. There's a really cool shot uh, here of the outline of the infected just going at it on the other survivors. So now, obviously, we have left uh, the pregnant lady, we have Sook and Suan, the baseball player of the cheerleader, and the homeless man watching as this all goes down, protected in their own little sanctuary vestibule. Uh, there's also a slow mo of the others getting bitten by the infected. So, as they're getting closer to Busan, the conductor still has no clear indication that it's even safe, and neither do the surviving passengers. Sook then tells his daughter that he will talk to her mom his wife, about everything, granted she's even alive because we aren't really sure at this point. Suon and her father kind of have a sentimental moment, and she basically asks him to stay with her. Silk then tries to call his ex-wife, but the call goes unanswered. He then gets a call from his assistant, and we find out that this all started at YS Biotech, which was the centerpiece to their company's plan. I'll get into this a little bit after we finish the, um, the plot. His assistant is now in hysterics, thinking that it was his fault, but Sook reassures him that it's not. He then has a momentary breakdown, but is interrupted by the train coming to a halt. We see that the tracks are blocked by other train crashes and they can't get through. The conductor tells the remaining survivors they will either be rescued by another train or he will find them another train we also see that the annoying businessman and one crew member have survived and are hiding in a bathroom with the infected all around them the conductor then quickly jumps off the train and makes a run for it to the train station we also learn that suk's assistant we also learn from suk's assistant that busan is safe and that they must make a run for it the survivors then jump from their train and start making their way towards the train the conductor told them to. Back with the conductor, there are two trains left at the station. The first one has an infected conductor, so he quickly goes to the next one. We are now back with the one businessman and the crew member, and the businessman being the person he is told the crew member the coast is clear, so he basically pushes him out and sacrifices, himself, um, sacrifices the crew member to the infected. Uh, We then run into another problem as another train is coming out, coming at the conductor on his train, and that the train is on fire. So at this point, it's a lot of cutting back and forth between these three scenes. So we have our A-team, which is, you know, Silk Suan, the pregnant lady, and the homeless man. Then we have the conductor, and then, of course, we have the annoying and selfish businessman. So the A-team is trying to get to the other train, and the baseball player finds a safe way. Uh, But then Sook feels the ground shaking, and we see a train hit the one that they were were just on, causing a massive explosion, completely separating the A-team. So the baseball player and the cheerleader are trying to get across the train safely, but of course we see that the annoying and selfish businessman is right behind him, and he decides to throw the cheerleader to one of the infected, who pops out of nowhere. The baseball player is able to get the infected off of her, but it is too late, and we also see that the businessman has gotten away yet again. Uh, then we see the baseball player lets uh, lets the infected cheerleader bite him, which I assume if um, is him just kind of giving up and having a Romeo and Juliet moment right there. Uh, so now we're back with Sook, the pregnant lady in Suan, and the homeless man. Suan is desperately trying to wake her father up, and then we see that the train that crashed has them trapped. And as Sook looks up, the infected are only separated from them by the windows. So it's kind of like they're between a train and a train, and they're trapped. Um, it's actually a very cool shot. So back with the businessman, who's almost to the train, and the conductor. He then falls, and the conductor runs out to help him, but of course the businessman lets a conductor be a sacrifice as he runs toward the moving train. It's not so much of a train as a guide train. I believe uh, what they're writing on is a train that's used to move bigger trains. I could be absolutely wrong guys. Um, this is just this is just, you know, my assumption. Cause it's not it's not a you know, the bullet train. It's it's a smaller part of the train that I believe moves the trains. How many more times am I going to say the word trains? <laughs> uh, so now we are back with the trapped A-team when Suk finds a small opening and is able to crawl out to safety. He then motions for the others to come, but the train lurches and a big metal piece drops and covers the opening. So the glass is starting to break, and the homeless man runs to hold off the infected that are getting through. Sook is able to move the large piece of metal, and Suwan and the pregnant lady are able to get out to safety. So the last three of the A-Team are running towards the moving train with a trail of infected behind them. We get this awesome aerial shot of the three running and the infected coming at them from all sides. There's also another scene that reminds me of World War Z when the infected just falling on each other creating this ball of infection. So now the A-Team is able to make it onto the train but the infected have latched onto the back of it and now it's just this long trail of infected bodies behind the train. Sook is now desperately trying to kick them off and is finally able to leaving them into a ball of infected dust. Sook then walks up to the conductor's area and we see the annoying businessman is also infected, but he's only about fifty percent infected. He's still able to communicate communicate a little. It doesn't see that he's infected, but seconds later is It's full on, back and forth, and anxiety ridding, but then we see the infected businessman bites Suk's right hand before he's able to push him off the ledge. So, with 13 minutes left and our dad hero bit, he makes sure to put Suan and the pregnant lady into the conductor's area and tells them to pull the brake when it's safe. Suan, then pleads with her daughter, pleads... Sorry, Suan then pleads with her father to stay, but the father knows that he doesn't have much time left, so he rips her hand off and pushes his way to the back of the train car. He's basically separating himself from his daughter. Uh, He is now having flashbacks of when when she was first born as the virus takes over. We then see a shadow fall off the back of the train as it hurls towards Busan. This is a very sad scene, um, just because um, the relationship with the father and daughter now, which we'll get into in a little bit at the end. Uh, the train then slowly comes to a stop, and we see mangled bodies on fire outside of a tunnel, which I assume will lead right into Basan. So with about seven minutes left of the film, we see that the pregnant lady is having some stomach pains as they walk through the mess of dead, infected bodies. So we now see two military soldiers on the other side of the tunnel watching the two remaining survivors walk towards them. The two are now instructed to shoot Suon and the pregnant lady but then we hear Suon singing which stops soldiers from shooting them. We then hear the soldiers yelling survivors approaching and we see the soldiers running towards the remaining two and the film ends. So, a few things I wanted to talk about that weren't covered in the plot explanation. I wanted to get the entire synopsis finished before we got into the character analysis. So, we have Suk and his daughter Suan, and then we have the pregnant lady and her husband, and we also have the two elderly sisters, the baseball player and the cheerleader, and then we have the homeless man. There's also the annoying businessman and the rest of the survivors. So as mentioned, Suk and his daughter Suan have a very rocky relationship. Her being only eight or nine years old, she was given all the material things she could want, but her father um, by her father, but not the emotional or physical needs. She also hated her father and didn't want to be around him, hence the reason she begged her father to take her back to her mother. Suan also had a song that she practiced from what I assume is a class presentation, some kind of talent show, but she wasn't able to finish the song because her father never showed up. This is the same song she sings as her and the pregnant lady are walking through the tunnel into Busan, and she does finish the song as a tribute to her father. So by the end of the movie, Suan clearly loves her father. Also, uh, the visions, Suk has before he dies are a clear indication that the best moment of his life was when his daughter was born so then we have the pregnant lady and her husband there isn't a ton of information we got with them but we do know they have a fun playful loving teasing relationship the pregnant lady also quickly takes on the motherly role for suan because uh, we have to assume her real mother is dead and of course now her father is dead Uh, Before her husband died, she teased him that he couldn't pick out a name for their baby. And before he sacrifices himself to the infected, he tells him um, the name that he wanted for their baby. So there is a nice little moment there between those two. Uh, we then have the two elderly sisters, um, there's also not a ton of information on them either, except the one sister's idea to take revenge on the others for being selfish and basically pieces of shit to the other survivors, one of which included her sister, uh, we then have the baseball player and the one cheerleader. I assume this was the same baseball player. The cheerleader originally had a crush on in the beginning of the film and they ultimately meet their demise together. As I mentioned in the Romeo and Juliet moment, we also have the homeless man who was able to survive the entire time. Not really helping much, uh, just sort of following on their coattails until the very end when he sacrificed himself to save Sue and the pregnant lady. It's as if his life, uh, like had no real purpose. And then, at the last moments, he decided to use his life for the best cause that he could. So I really did like that scene too. Um, so for the businessman and the rest of the survivors, it's mostly just a mob mentality. So the annoying, very selfish businessman was a complete piece of shit that everyone who's watched this movie hated, of course, um only looking out for himself. and he, ultimately met his demise but i did feel a small bit of sympathy at the end when he didn't realize he was infected he was kind of having this strange moment of not understanding where he is and kind of bringing himself back to the last moments of his life um so overall i really enjoyed the characters i think they complement each other really well And there was just enough comic relief in the seriousness and sadness the movie had. I was reading a couple reviews, and a lot of people did mention that they were very sad. This movie was very sad, and that um, they did end up crying when, um, you know, Suan's father basically sacrifices himself to save her. Um, Now, I want to move on to the zombies and the infected people. We never really got a clear indication as to how and why it happened. From what I got in the small conversations about what it could be, I think it was some kind of airborne virus that infected one person and so on and so on. It stays true with the normal zombie characteristics. You get bit and you're infected. Uh, No human part remains. Another note is survivors really didn't have a ton of kills. They did more pushing off and sneaking past them in the dark than doing you know, like if you were to watch, um, an American zombie horror movie, it's all about the kills and the headshots. And especially when you watch the walking dead, um, I, if I do remember correctly, I believe there was a kill of the week, um, that people could vote on. Don't quote me on that. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the walking dead towards the end, but I know that they did something like that. Um, so, and as I mentioned, these zombies have World War Z vibes with the rolling bowl, uh, bowls of bodies and using each other to get to the goal of biting the survivors. I liked how they had seizures and their bodies contorted once they were infected. I also, I, I wish there was just more clarification on what and how it started. It seemed like the turn time depended on where the victim was bit. Because the first infected girl we encounter got bit on the leg, and it took her a while to change. But as the movies, as, as the film progressed, the newest infected took only seconds. So we definitely got a lot of different outcomes of the infected. Um, and of course, thanks to the world of the internet, I was able to figure out that there was uh, a virus that leaked because of the plants we saw in the beginning of the film. And the fact that Suk sold his shares from the same, from that same um, plant, which in turn put some blood on his hands for the infection outbreak. I'm still confused as to what that means and how it spread. Um, so uh, hopefully in the sequel, maybe they'll explain it a little bit more. Uh, I just know that American-based zombie films, we kind of always know how it happens, how to kill them, things like that. So I did enjoy this movie a lot. I was very impressed with the different scenarios of the surviving passengers, uh, the character development between Sook and Suan, um, and the sacrifice of Sook at the end, and of course the overall creepiness of The Infected. If you have not watched this film, I would definitely go check it out, especially if you're into zombie movies. You can still watch it on Netflix. That's where I watched it. Um, so if you want to see a fresh take on a zombie film, I would definitely check this out. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Horror Nights in Podcasts with your one and only host, Crystal, and my co-host, Roxy. If you enjoy this episode, go listen to another one, binge it out, leave me a review, and have the best week wherever you are and whatever you do. And remember to always give your honest and horrific opinion no matter what. Bye, guys.